present The Castle, a sitcom set in the filth, grime, stink and brutality of the Middle Ages, with some nice music. Morning, Charlotte. Hi, Anne. Gosh, this heat's terrible. I'm sweating like a pig. Oh, same here. How come a pig sweats more than anything else? I've never been near enough to find out. you think lions would sweat more than pigs. You know, they've got fur. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, where have you been? I was waiting for the post. Look, the new Bowdoin catalogue's arrived. Gosh! Let's have a look. We can choose some new swimsuits and have a dip in the moat. The moat's dried up. Oh, what about the river? That's dried up as well. Oh, no! You mean we can't hide in the bushes and watch those fit prep school boys swimming naked? I'm afraid not. I love it when they do the backstroke. <laughs> so, that's our Friday afternoon gone. Merlin, can you turn the fire down a couple of logs? Merlin? Egg into frying pan. Jump. Merlin, what are you doing? Putting a spell on these eggs, my lady. Why? I'm trying to make them crack and jump into the pan. Why don't you crack them? This way is more efficient. They jump into the pan, run round and round and scramble themselves. Actually, I'm not sure I want you putting spells on my eggs. Shall I make you sausages instead, my lady? Yes, please. But can you not put a spell on them? The last time you tried that on a sausage, it jumped off the table and flew up the dog's bottom. I know. The words for frying pan and dog's bottom are quite similar in Elvish. Oh, gosh. That must be tricky at the vets. Poor thing's never quite recovered. Have you, boy? Sausages. <laughs> Morning, girls. Morning, Sir John. Oh, this drought is serious. I know. I'm sweating like a lion. What? I thought I'd try it out. Right, right. They say that soon the English climate will be like that of the Middle East. Oh, good. Well, maybe they'll put belly dancing on the school curriculum. Well, the consequences could be more serious. If we should become like the Middle East, then England could end up being invaded by a coalition of the willing to free us from the tyrant king Saddam III. And we don't want that. <laughs> oh, is that the Bowdoin catalogue? Why are you so excited, Henry? Hi, Charlotte. You look boss. Is that good? For shizzle. I'm still not any the wiser. Oh, those people have arrived to dig up the moat, innit? Oh, yes, yes. We're going to have a lot of fun there. Master Robinson and the time team. Oh. <laughs> they might find gold or silver down there or, like, bodies all mashed up and stuff and that and everything. I'm going to help them, man. Good. I'm glad you found an interest in archaeology. Archie what? No, I don't know about that, but I love digging up, like, rotting bodies and bones and stuff. It's cool. It's like being a detective. What on earth is a detective? You know, like CSI. It's so cool. There's the original CSI and the new spin-off, CSI Woking. Here's your breakfast, Sir John. Beans on toast. Oh, thanks. Uh, why are the beans hovering two inches above the toast? Oops. <laughs> Magna cum laude. Elsa's so poppin'. Now they're on the floor. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, my lord, I didn't realise you weren't dressed. No, I'm just lying around in my underhose trying to get a bit cool. What do you want? The new Bowdoin catalogues arrived. Ah, super. <laughs> you might like to replace your underhose. Last time I saw those, you were walking naked down a street in Tripoli with them wrapped round your head. Ah, those were the days. <laughs> if faith, it's hot. It is hotter than the fundament of a fly on an African dunghill. The only upside to this weather is that the milkmaids are wearing fewer clothes. I wondered why you were taking more interest in the Frisians at milking time. Yes, watching them pulling at those teats. All kinds of thoughts go through your head. <laughs> have those builders finished the swimming pool yet? I believe they have, sire. Ah, Master's a big Niev. We have finished pool, Your Majesty. <laughs> About time. You've been out of it two days. 
Now, what did I say we'd pay you? Uh, one penny and a bottle of vodka, was it? Uh, plus bonus, we finish one whole week early. Ah, and the bonus is, you get one whole week off. Oh, thank you, sir. May your pigs grow fat on your manhood never sleep. I don't think there's much danger of that. <laughs> and uh, give my regards to the King of Poland's daughter. How is she these days? She's a very beautiful ballet dancer. Tell her to drop in when she's over. I love to see a little pole dancing. <laughs> remains is for us to fill up the pool and invite Lady Anne over for a pool party. Uh, there might be a problem there, my lord. You see, the council's about to bring in water rationing. Well, that doesn't apply to us. We're the ruling class. I'm afraid it does, sire. People are suffering badly. Well, so what? They're peasants. We keep England going. What would people rather have, a surfeit of peasants or happy, contented rulers bathing in their pools? My sentiments exactly, but we don't have enough water in the village to fill the pool. So where can we get some from? Apparently, there's quite a lot in Wales. In fact, it's knee-deep in the stuff. That's why they all smell damp. Well, dispatch a convoy of carts to pick some up. Uh, but we'll have to pay taxes getting it across the border. Now that's a point. How can we get round that? Oh, I know, sir. We could hire some peasants to be water mules. What's that? Well, they drink a few gallons of water, and hide it in their body, walk through customs, and when they get here, they empty the water out into your pool. Soon you'll be splashing around in the stuff. <laughs> uh, that's not quite what I was thinking. Uh, let's stick with the carts. Ah, Master Robinson. Call me Tony, Sir John. I'd rather call you Master Robinson. <laughs> of course. I see you've already dug quite a few trenches. Yes, we started with trench A. We have trench B over there, and trench C and D over here, and we'll be digging trenches F to M on the other side of the castle. That's a lot of trenches. That's the wonderful thing about archaeology, sire. It's all about trenches. I see. <laughs> so, what have you found? Well, on this table are the finds from trenches A, B and C. There's nothing here. Well, we didn't find anything. Right. But on this table, we found this amazingly preserved pot, which we think dates from the early part of the 12th century, 1108 or 9. You mean last year? That's right. <laughs> we can get a more accurate date when we take it back to the chap in Staffordshire who made it. Yes, I see his name and address is on the bottom. How lucky is that? Oh, this looks interesting. What is it? Uh... A tooth of a horse or a dinosaur or something? This tooth is fascinating. We've had it examined by an expert chrono-orthodonto archaeologist, and it turns out it's a tooth from a male about 43 years old, 5 foot 7, with long grey hair, a big hat, and a really irritating voice. How were you able to be so accurate? Because it belongs to Mick here. <laughs> Tooth back. I needed to eat me sandwiches. He knocked it out when he slipped and fell on the handle of his shovel. Fascinating. Well, we'll carry on, Master Robinson. No, Master Tony, I found the dinosaur's boot. No, that's mix as well. Thank you. Order. Bring the council meeting to order. I see you're using your noise synthesizing contraption again, Thomas. Yes, sir, but I fixed it. Won't be making random noises anymore. <laughs> Apart from that one. So, only one thing on the agenda today. Emergency measures to deal with the drought. It is proposed that each person be rationed to one pint of water a day for drinking and one pint for washing. Any comments? Jedediah Wainwright, Residence Committee. I think it's outrageous. Oh, shut up, Wainwright. I'm going to need more than a pint of water to wash myself. Ah, uh, that's because you're a fat knacker, Wainwright. You can talk. Yes, yes, all right, all right, all right. Order. 
What was that? I don't know, sire, but it worked. <laughs> now, the uh, council officers have come up with an instruction leaflet for how to wash. Stand naked in a tin bath, uh, then when you've washed yourself, take the remaining water to the water bank by the village green. It will then be strained through a pair of cotton drawers to remove the impurities, then recycled as drinking water. Any comments? Jedediah Wainwright, Chairman Recycling Committee. That's outrageous. Ah, shut up, Wainwright, you wuss. Can't we label it so we know where it comes from? If I'm going to drink water that's been all over people's private bits, I'd like to know who's. Well, actually, uh, we have commissioned some marketing people to come up with a brand name that sounds very appealing and attractive. What's that? Evian. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Anne loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me not. Damn! Pass me another rose, Duncan. There aren't any more, sire. You've pulled the petals off every flower in the garden. Well, go to the florists and buy some more. All the flowers have died due to the drought. Oh, I can get you a cactus. I'm not going to sit there pulling at a load of pricks. <laughs> anyway, I thought you were in remission from your infatuation with the Lady Anne, sire. So did I, but this fever of love hath flared up in me again like that rash I got on my upper thigh after Sir Gawain's stag night. Oh, that was nasty. What is it about love that inspires a man and yet torments him at the same time? It is one of God's paradoxes, along with why the legs of flamingos bend backwards. <laughs> you are so lucky being a man of the cloth. And having forsworn all pleasures of the flesh... Yes, I am lucky, sire. You know nothing of the pain, the sleepless nights hugging the pillow. Not being able to eat or concentrate. The anticipation of seeing them that makes you feel like a, a flock of ravens is flapping around your stomach trying to get out. And that brush of the hand on the cassock that makes you think there's something more going on. But it really was just a brush of the hand on the cassock. Yes. Oh, Anne. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Who's Dave? Um, my, uh, uh, my mother. <laughs> Your mother was called Dave? Yes, Dave Inia. It'll be called a Dave after the, you know, one of the apostles. I, I don't remember any of the apostles being called Dave. They don't mention him much in the Bible. He was just on the fringes, you know. He, he used to run errands for Mark and Luke. <laughs> getting takeaways and such. Really? <laughs> They had me uh, worried there for a minute. I thought you'd been in love with a man called Dave. <laughs> How ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, the point is, I know Anne loves me and doth yet not know it, but the other face of love is jealousy, and I intend to make Anne so very jealous. And how do you propose to do that? My friend, the Earl of Essex, is coming to stay, and he's bringing his daughter, Tricia. I will flirt with her outrageously in front of Anne, whose love for me will then be ignited like a small moth in a very large flame. An ingenious plan, my lord. I thought so. Let's hope it doesn't go the way of your other ingenious plan. No fear of that, Duncan. This plan is as watertight as that new supership the king's having built, the, uh, what's it called? The Titanic. Exactly. <laughs> Sir John? What's all this fog and mist everywhere? 
I was trying to cast a spell to make it rain, sire. What happened? I managed to produce a small cloud. But... I don't know much about meteorology, but shouldn't clouds be outside? Oh, that's the bit I can't get right. <laughs> you see, according to Spellbook version 2.1, you really need a human sacrifice to make it rain. Yes, well, good luck finding volunteers for that job. Now, clear this fog up or someone's going to hurt themselves. Yes, sir. I'll put a spell on it. Amor Vincent Omnia Quad Erat Demonstratandum Aqua! Go. Great, no, I can't see a thing. Where's the door? Ow! <laughs> the body for real or not? Uh, careful, Henry. It's very delicate. What's this, Master Robinson? An exciting discovery, my lord. A skeleton. We found it in Trench 310D. It seems to be the body of a man about 20. But you, do you have to put him in the kitchen? It's the coolest part of the castle, sire. Stops decomposition. That's it. I fear he didn't die of natural causes. How can you tell? There's an axe in his back, and his head's been cut off with a sword. <laughs> so, he was murdered? We in the time team don't jump to conclusions. We carry on gathering evidence far beyond what is necessary before we establish what was blindingly obvious in the first place. I see. We'll put him on the kitchen table. Can you move the cheese, sire? All right, Mick. Two, three... You stupid Burke. Sorry, Tony. Oh, oh, let me try and put him back together. I think Mick's beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> no, the body. I can use my CSI skills. Good idea. We'll go off and dig another trench. What for? It's all about trenches, sire. <laughs> ah, Essex. Sue Warren. You old trouser bandit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, met my daughter, Tricia? No, I uh, haven't had the pleasure. Oh, you're a saucy one, aren't you? And may I say how beautiful you look in that uh, elasticated purple jumpsuit. <laughs> one great 99 farthings at little. Bargain, I thought. You can turn it inside out, too. Oh, and now it's lime green, which makes it look equally disgusting. Fetching. Thank you. Duncan, you old fruit. Still around? Oh, yes. <laughs> I see you've got a new white cut. Yeah. Some peasant on a donkey nearly scratched it trying to cut me up at the crossroads, but he was messing with the wrong man. I'm sure he was. Left him upside down in the ditch with his hooves spinning. <laughs> anyway, come in, come in. Uh, let me take your coats. Ah, that's a very nice T-shirt, Lady Tricia. Oh, thanks. It's a bit tight since I had my boobs done. Ah, so I see. I nearly took my eye out. <laughs> it's a tasty gaff you've got here, chum. Obviously done well in the old crusades, then. Uh, the king is generous to those who fight to save England from the threat of terrorism. Yeah, well, we're all doing our bit for the old country, eh? I suppose in some minds, facing death and horror on a daily basis could be equated with running a second-hand cart business in Dagenham. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, old Martin Chops. May I offer you refreshment, my lord, milady? I'll have a Stella. Can I have a vodka, gin, brandy, martini and orange with a shot of tequila? It is 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, right, yeah. No, leave out the orange. <laughs> oh, I've got some business to attend to. I'll be back in the morning. All right, Dad. Don't you worry about her, Essex. She'll be in good hands. I'll second that, sire. <laughs> Father, look, I've put the skeleton back together for real. Yes, I don't think that's quite anatomically correct, Henry. He's got a thigh bone coming out of his shoulder, his feet are where his hands should be, and his skull is inside his ribcage. Oh. And I don't think there should be a bone there at all. 
have to have a body spread out across the kitchen table like this. It's really putting me off my yoghurt. Yes, we're waiting for an investigator to come and examine it. Hi, Charlotte. You look mash. How dare you? Oh, thanks. Not sure. Uh, wow, this bloke's let himself go, hasn't he? He's been dead for years, Charlotte. Well, that's no excuse. Henry, can you not stir your tea with a collarbone? You could be destroying vital evidence. Oh, well, I'll get it. Sir John Woodstock. Uh, yes? I'm Lord Horatio Kane, CSI. <laughs> cool, smooth, and interesting. I hear you have a John Doe. Sorry, uh, not here. No, there's uh, Sir John Woodstock. <laughs> uh, that's me. I mean you have a murder victim. Oh, no. Did my idiot son Henry call you? Let me introduce my assistant, Sherlock Holmes. Good day to you. <laughs> what on earth are you wearing on your head? <laughs> I wouldn't wear that to stalk deer. <laughs> And Monsieur Poirot. Uh, Monsieur Hercule Poirot at your service with his little Gressels, n'est-ce pas? Uh, yes, yes, it's down the corridor, just next to the cloakroom. <laughs> right, where's the body? Ah, right, uh, do go through. Uh, he's on the kitchen table. Dear God. And uh, who are you? scooby doo Who are all these people? We are the detectives. A crack team of murder investigators, hopefully soon to be immortalized in best-selling works of fiction. Hello. Hi. Bonjour. Ah, oui? <laughs> wow, that is so cool, and that. Well, uh, there's the body. Come on, girls, we've got a drinks due at De Warren's. Uh, see you later. Just uh, one question. Why has he got ten fingers on one hand and none on the other? Duncan, what's Lady Essex doing sitting on the terrace in the sun? I believe she's trying to make her skin go brown. Well, what on earth for? Does she not know that the fairest skin is the mark of beauty and nobility? Apparently that message hasn't reached Chelmsford. <laughs> and her modesty is barely hidden by the merest wisp of silk. I have not seen such sights since the flesh pots of Magaluf. <laughs> One look at her will burn a jealousy into Lady Anne that she will not be able to ignore. Let's get ready. They may be here any minute. Ah, De Warren. Ah, Sir John. Good of you to come over. Hot, isn't it? Well, that's the understatement of the year, old chap. Like describing the Crusades as a small local disturbance. <laughs> uh, Lady Anne, uh, Charlotte, Henry. What's up? Cool cop piece. Manolo Blahnik. Modelled on the palace of the Alhambra in Spain. Ooh, love the castanets underneath. Oh, sorry, I forgot to do up the buttons. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, Tricia, the Lady Essex. <laughs> you are funny. Isn't he funny? <clears throat> oh, sorry. Better out than in. <laughs> She's from Essex. That would explain it, then. Uh, please come through to the pool terrace. I'm afraid the water hasn't yet arrived. Look at her. That dress barely covers her cellulite. I know. Gross. My plan is working, Duncan. Do you see how Lady Anne is looking at Lady Essex? Jealousy is in her eyes. It could be loathing. They look so similar. <laughs> Anne, Anne, go and chat to Lady Essex. I'm sure you'll have plenty in common. I think common is the right word. This is a Jimmy Choo handbag, and last year I had the Balenciaga gold, and the year before I had the Fendi, but it didn't hold much. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of opening up a shop, selling my own designs. Just underwear and stockings, really. Like Lady Kerry Katona, only in smaller sizes. <laughs> so, where do you shop then? Matalan or Oxfam? <laughs> oh, I need some more bubbly. Sure you haven't had enough? Oh, 
was that? You slag? Don't you call me a slag, you painted hussy. Ah, don't you slap me, you snotty toff. I'll slap who I like. Ah, oh, yeah, the bitches are fighting, innit? <laughs> Duncan, what a disaster. Well, it was a risky plot to make her jealous, and it worked too well. Mm. Good job you pulled Anne away, or she'd have killed Lady Essex with that diving board. <laughs> Where is Tricia, by the way? I told her there wasn't any more to drink, so she stomped off to bed. She's in the spare room, crashed out as a newt. <laughs> Thankfully, her father's coming to pick her up tomorrow, so she won't cause any more trouble. Mm, I'll be off to bed then, sir. Uh, bring me up a case of wine, will you? I need a nightcap. Are you awake? I can't find the water closet. Well, I found the closet, but there wasn't any water in it. Well, there is now. Oh! Oh! I found some more wine. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> oh, I was having the weirdest dream. I was jumping everywhere, and I had a pouch. Oh, 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 God, I'm going whizzy again. Henry, why have you called me down here at this ungodly hour of the morning? I'm helping with the investigation, innit? it? I have to eliminate you as a suspect, bro. Oh, well, at least you found an interest. Go ahead. Where was you when the murder happened? Where were you? I'm asking the questions, yeah? <laughs> no, I mean, you, you should say, where were you? No, because I know where I were. I need to know where you was. No, no, if you want to know where you were, I say, where were you? What's I got to say where I were? Henry, remember your Latin declensions. I was somewhere, you were somewhere, he, she, it was somewhere, we were somewhere, you were somewhere, they were somewhere. Who are all these people, man? <laughs> I don't want to know where they was. Why aren't you answering the question? I think you've got something to hide. Give me strength. Time to get up, sire. Essex will be here betimes. Oh, my head. It feels like I've got those Polish workmen back and they're replastering the inside of my skull. Let's just draw these curtains. Oh, what's that? Where? That naked fundament next to you in bed. Oh, my God, it's Trisha. What's she doing here? Snoring, mainly. This looks bad, doesn't it? Put it this way. Yes! <laughs> but I'd had too much sack for anything to have happened. In the sack. My lord, in your bed you have the naked daughter of the most vicious and vindictive earl in the kingdom. We're way beyond what happened. Warren? She's here. Ah, here you are, the Warren. Uh, Essex, how nice to see you. You want to get that nightshirt lengthened a bit, matey? Uh, sorry. <laughs> you haven't seen Trisha, have you? I believe she uh, took an early ride across the fields. That's a bit unlike her. Father? Trisha? What's my daughter doing in your bed? Sorry, I thought that was a rhetorical question. Oh, God, sir, be prepared for your bowels to be disinterred from your guts. But wait, sire, wait. As a student of the Bible, I can tell you it is a sin to disembowel a man when he is without undergarments on a Thursday. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 3. Absolutely right. Well done, Duncan. Very well. I will meet thee downstairs to discuss retribution. Come on, Trisha. Uh, just a minute, Dad. I can't find my thong. My lord, I think that's it, um, on your head. De Warren, what's up? <laughs> you look as if you've seen a ghost. Come in. Uh, the thing is, old chap, I have committed uh, an immoral act. Indeed. 
Indeed, although what morality is, is a debatable thing. <laughs> Albeit, I would be beheaded as a heretic were I to suggest such a thing. Well, sire, in the canon of immoral acts, it is quite high on the list. I see. Um, how high? Pretty high. Uh, committed under the effects of alcohol, you understand. Well, uh, all I can say is that in some cultures, bestiality is part of daily life. <laughs> No, no, not that high. Although, if faith, that would see me in less trouble than I am. Why don't you tell me the whole story? And that's the whole sordid story in a nutshell. Or rather, a thong. <laughs> Essex is an animal when roused. He's not going to forgive his daughter's virtue being violated. May I say, in my defence, that her virtue was as intact as the walls of Jericho after they'd tumbled down. I don't doubt it. Indeed, and I'll warrant as many men have marched through that breach. So, what can I do? If I don't agree to marry her, he wants 10,000 groats. Mm. That's the most anyone's paid a fortune-seeking hussy since Lord McCartney was taken to Master Sketchley's The Cleaners. <laughs> You could leave the country. But where would I go? There are towns from France to Lebanon where I am hunted for various unfounded allegations of immorality. Uh, apart from the one in Sweden. That one was true. Father, the Earl of Essex is without. Ah, there you are, the Warren. And now he's within. Essex, what do you want? You're going to pay up. If not, me and my daughter have got a wedding to organise. Yeah, hurry up. I've got to get down to Prada and order my wedding dress. I don't think they do a size elephant. <sighs> Father! Henry, not now. I've recreated the face of the murder victim. Looks like you're wearing it. No, uh, the CSI guy showed me how. It's the real deal, man. Just take a look at this drawing. My God, that's the spitting image of... Exactly! The Earl of Essex. Preposterous. I am the Earl of Essex. And read this report from Thomas. Well, uh, according to Thomas, the DNA... What's that, Thomas? Detailed nerdy analysis, sire. <laughs> Indicates that you are Steve... Two minutes younger than your identical twin, thus losing out on the title, the money, the beautiful wife and the even more beautiful horse. And so, on holiday in Woodstock 15 years ago, your festering resentment led you to murder the Earl by pushing him into the moat and adopting his identity to prevent the Earl's son from taking the title. Yes, Thomas, will you turn that sound effects machine off? Sorry, it went off in my hand. I wonder what happened to Uncle Steve. You said he'd moved to Norwich. <laughs> You'll never catch me alive. Quick, grab him. Too late, he's jumped into the moat. No! <laughs> oh, he forgot about the drought. Look, it's raining. The drought has ended. Merlin, is this anything to do with you? Now that the bogus Earl of Essex has sacrificed himself to the vengeful spirit of Dross... He completed the enchantment. I'd like to thank you for saving me from a terrible fate, Sir John. Glad to be of help, old boy. By the way, my lord, the water for the pools arrived. The cost is 3,000 groups. Oh, my God. Still, it may yet be worth the money. Uh, Lady Anne, would you like to come and display the new two-piece Bowdoin costume around my newly filled at great expense pool? What, in this weather? <laughs> Never mind, sire. Better luck next time. That was The Castle by Kim Fuller with additional material by Paul Alexander. It starred James Fleet as Sir John Woodstock, Neil Dutchen as Sir William de Warren, Montserrat Lombard as Lady Anne, Ingrid Oliver as Charlotte, Jonathan Kidd as Duncan and Thomas, Stephen Kimman as Henry, and Lewis MacLeod as Merlin and Master Robinson. The music was by Guy Jackson and the producer was David Tyler. The programme was a positive production for the BBC. <laughs>